0: Once we get a handle on the virus, once we get a handle on the coronavirus, we can't wait for that to happen so we can what? Get back to normal. But what if God is wanting us to not go back to normal? What's up, happy lifers? I thought I'd take you on a little road trip today. I hope you don't mind. Sometime back, I was driving around and I was thinking about all the stuff that was going on. I was thinking about the coronavirus. I was thinking about change. And all of a sudden, I started getting all these cool thoughts in my head. In fact, it was like a waterfall of thoughts in my head. I've told you before about kind of how my brain works, and I had so many ideas, I was almost overwhelmed with them. Unfortunately, I didn't have any of my recording equipment with me, and I know when I start to get overwhelmed with ideas that I better get them recorded or I'm going to lose them. I can't just wait till later. Unfortunately, I didn't have any of my recording equipment with me, so I just grabbed my phone and I started speaking into my phone, and that's what you're going to get today. So I apologize for the for the sound quality. You're going to hear the car noise in the background, but I didn't think there was any way that I could really recreate that moment and all those thoughts, because you're going to see there's just a ton of thoughts, a ton of content going through my head, and really the only way I could re-record that would be that I'd have to transcribe the whole thing, type it all up, and then read it to you, and I thought we would lose a little bit in that translation. So... Here you go. I hope this will encourage you with all the stuff that's going on in the coronavirus in our world today. I think there's some good stuff going on with that as well. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. Now is the perfect time to change. The worst thing that we could do right now, in my opinion, is go back to normal. I think that God is up to something. And if we take advantage of it, it will propel us into the next phase of living. The next phase of life and how we do business, how we do life, how we do Jesus, how we do this walk, this friendship with God thing. I think that God is up to something. But if we're not careful, we're going to miss it. He says three times in Isaiah that he's doing a new thing. But we'll never catch a new thing if we're always looking back at the old thing. He talks about once a farmer puts his hand to the plow and looks back, he's unfit for the kingdom of heaven. Once you put your hand to the plow, that plow wasn't made to go backwards. That plow was made to plow up ground going, moving forward. You can't see where you're going if you're looking backwards. It's okay to look in the past, but we look in the past to help us with the forward. Same is true with with our windshield and not just our windshield but our our side windows um, when we're driving a car is vast it's got a 180 degree view even more than that it's just this great big huge horizon that we're heading towards but the rearview mirror is only nine inches it's only a small portion of that because we check in the rearview mirror to make sure nothing is catching up to us from behind the only time you drive backwards is when you're trying to get out of something you're trying to back out of the driveway when you're trying to get out of a spot that you're stuck in the quantum leap is the amount of energy it takes to go from one level to the next and it's a huge amount of energy compared to just being where we're at right now the quantum leap has already been done for us change is difficult to come by we're creatures of habit we don't like the change we like to stay the same like a friend of mine once said he says oh i love change change it back to the way it was (laughs) that's kind of what we're doing. Um, We want to change life back the way it was. Once we get a handle on the virus, once we get a handle on the coronavirus, we can't wait for that to happen so we can what? Get back to normal. But what if God is wanting us to not go back to normal? The Bible talks about going from glory to glory, from great thing to great thing, from dream to dream, right? From a new thing, the new thing, God wants to do something new, but if we keep looking to go back to normal, we're like the guy trying to drag a plow backwards. It just doesn't work trying to get the oxen to move backwards. The plow with the two oxen in front of it doesn't work when you're trying to go backwards. It takes a lot more energy and it just doesn't work. The amount of energy for quantum leap has already been done. Our lives have all across the globe have drastically been changed quantum leap has already happened. So let's step into that thing. Instead of saying, um, trying to get back to normal, I can't wait to get back to normal. What if we say, God, what's the new thing that you said you're going to do? He says, Behold, on, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Another time he says, I'm doing a new thing and I reveal it to my servants first. So if you can grab a hold of this thing and see it, that makes you, his servant, it, it makes you in on the front edge of this thing. But like the bell curve suggests the mass of people they just wait for someone else to lead they wait for for someone else to show that it's the right thing to do but but god when we are following jesus we're not following people i mean we follow people but god's our our number one our number one leader so right now to change is going to take a lot less energy because we've already done it one of the one of the ways we really need to change in is our schedule is our time is our busyness. growing up i heard all the time about the New Testament Church. And I think that that's, that should happen because the New Testament was was right when and right after Jesus showed up. Why did Jesus show up? He showed up on the earth to save us, right? But but there was a system already in place, a system to get to God, so to speak. But the system was jacked up. It was, it was broken. The Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, had messed up the system so bad that it made it very difficult. Like he says in Matthew, he says, the reason why he had, he struggled with the Pharisees, he said, because you make it more difficult for people and you don't lift a finger, secondly, to even help them. So Jesus had to show up on, on the earth to fix everything that had been done. So the New Testament was right after he was there, it was the least amount of time for us as humans to wreck what God had done. <laughs> like, if we would have showed up on the earth the first time that God made the earth and showed up on the earth and walked in the garden. With Adam and Eve. That was as close to perfection as we could get because humans hadn't botched it up yet. So Jesus shows up and the New Testament happens while he's showing up. That's the New Testament, the new covenant, the new way of living. That's what Jesus was modeling. And so going to the New Testament church, it's not about going back to donkeys and chariots. <laughs> it's about the way that they did life. And that's why it wasn't even called Christianity. It was called the Way. Christianity was a mocking term that a lot of people wanted to stop the Way and mock it and, and discourage those following. And said, "You're just a bunch of little Christ's. You're Christianity. You're just a little little Jesus wannabe." And that actually kind of stuck. Has what happened to you? Someone called you name, and all of a sudden it just became your new nickname because it just kind of fit. And maybe what what they meant for bad returned for good. Well, I think that's what happened here. I mean, they were calling them Christians and Jesus wannabes, and they're like. Yeah, that's what we want. But the original term, everyone was calling it the way. And Jesus said, I am the way. And so they were followers of the way. And the reason went viral because it was a new way. It wasn't an old way. It was a new way. It was a new system. Jesus showed up on earth as a human being. He just didn't send a textbook down and say, this is how you do it. Get your act together. No, he showed up and became a professor. He became a friend. He walked alongside with us to show us how that way should go. In the New Testament, it went viral. And they were adding numbers of the church were being added daily. Constantly, they were being added to new followers of the way. But the longer Jesus has been away from the earth, the more we tend to mess it up. And so I think what you got, if you want to find out why something exists, go to the original. Mm-hmm. Go to when God first created the garden. What did he do? He made Adam and Eve, and he hung out with them. And they talked, and they walked. Then he showed up again with the disciples, and what did he do? He grabbed 12 guys that no one else would pick, by the way. We we have this thing where we always want to follow the hot thing. I know in in America that, that everything is always the hot thing. We're so trendy. We always follow the trends because we really highlight the younger culture and tend to downplay the older culture. And we always want to do what's trendy, what's hot. Who's a hot speaker? What's the big church in the area doing? What's the and all churches seem to go down the same direction. They always seem to copy one another. But it doesn't say in the beginning God copied. It says in the beginning God created. God's not a copier. He's a creator. And you can't do anything more intimate than when you create with someone. I'll just let you think on that for a little bit. (laughs) The creation of human life is a very intimate act between two people. And God wants to become intimate with us and him, two entities. Again, he wants to become intimate, and then we can create through that. That's what God does. He creates, and he's trying to create something new. So if we go back to the old, we're going to miss it. The New Testament, they just hung out with each other. And that's what God is. This thing is a relational thing. It's not systemic. It's not about doing a certain set of rules. Otherwise, God would have sent a guideline. He just would have sent something down to the the Pharisees and said, hey, follow this guideline. But he showed up instead because you can't make relationships with a book. You can't be relational with a manuscript. You can't be relational with a a pamphlet or a, um, a curriculum. So Jesus showed up himself because the part of being the way was, number one, he wanted to show us it was relational, and number two, he wanted us to show it was relational with him. He, God wanted to get into our lives again like he did with Adam and Eve. I've been talking about being relational in this thing for, for decades. And I've been laughed off by a lot of people, honestly. And I'm telling you, people don't want to listen to the person unless they're popular. But if you listen to the popular thing, then you're always going to be in that bell curve. You're always going to be where the majority is. But God's always out on the front end of that bell curve. He's always creating something new. And he's looking for the people to see it and to catch it and to be the first adopters to to take what God says and move forward. God is trying to be intimate with us. He wants us to enter into him, and he wants to enter into us and into our world, and he wants us to enter into each other's world, and we've been doing that for the longest time in this quarantine. There's been so many things that have happened that have been good out of this quarantine, that have been good out of this this virus, and one of them is the relational aspect. So don't go back to the old. Behold, I'm doing an old thing. Behold, I'm repeating the old thing. Every move of God was a new thing, and in every move of God, the bell curve, The majority of the people missed it because they weren't looking for the new thing that God was trying to do. They were looking for the old thing that God had already done. Just like the Bon Jovi song. You gave love a bad name. He says, I did my part. You played your game. And if we're not careful, we got this thing so organized and so well put together, you can't organize relationships. You can kind of. Right? But relationships get messy. Relationships are all about spur of the moment. They're impulsive too, not just laid out bit by bit, piece by piece, line by line. Relationships are all about where do you want to go today? What do you want to do? It's about taking everybody into account. And sometimes this thing that's sort of friendship with God becomes a game that we play. It becomes a program that we input versus plan a game with God. Joking around with God and with each other. Don't play the game. God's done his part. God wants to do his part right now with where we're at. We just need to respond to that. So dive into Jesus. Don't dive into your past. Look at that windshield and those front windows and look all around you at the horizon of all the possibilities that we can go and places we can do. If you look in the rearview mirror, there's not a lot of places we can do. And I don't want to move backwards. I want to move forwards. I keep reading posts about pastors and hearing livecasts about pastors and saying things like Hebrews 10.25, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. Trying to get people to come back to the old. Trying to get people to come back into their church when that passage was written they didn't have a thing called church they just had each other there was no formal weekly gathering time they met in the synagogue with each other but that wasn't what he was talking about here he wasn't like he wasn't saying make sure you keep going to the synagogue he was saying do not forsake the assembling the gathering together of yourselves in other words today the modern day term today would be like don't stop having barbecues increase them all the more as you see the day approaching. Don't stop your Zoom chats, make them go live. Do it in person, all the more as you see the day approaching. Don't keep your house to yourself. Invite your friends over, gather together, all the more as you see the day approaching. Two songs come on the radio. First song comes on the radio, and the song is is a Bon Jovi song that I just did. a bad name, and then one of my favorite artists playing one of my favorite songs pops on. Mama say, mama same, Mama saw Mama say and Mama saw. Are we seeing what God is doing? And we're gonna talk about it, but that's but but the song really is you want to be starting something. So, you want to be starting something. God speaks to me a lot through you music songs that were written, maybe we think that it was written for somebody else but God had in his mind when Michael Jackson wrote that song that I'd be listening to it right now because God, he speaks through everyday situations and I think God is saying you want to be starting something? come on, you want to to start something? instead of a fight, That's like do you want to start something? I mean, it's it's like play on words so you want to be starting something? you got to be starting something God wants to start something he wants to make this thing viral again this friendship with him he wants it to spread all over the world like this virus did only even greater and instead of there being a a fatality rate there is a life rate and people that around someone else that has this that has this Jesus thing that has this love inside them that has this relationship with God um catch it see what I'm saying but if we go back to the normal, we're going to have the same results we had back in the, in the in the day. Don't go back to normal. That's why normal starts off with N-O. Why do we want to be normal anyway? What is normal? Why be normal when we can be extra normal? Why be ordinary when you can be extraordinary? That's why we we should have. A, I'm just creating a word right now: extra normal. I mean, we should go beyond normal. God didn't make us to be normal. He made us to be unique. He made us to be powerful with Him. He made us to be passionate. He made us to be patient. He made us to be loving to be kind. He made us to change the world. Normal people don't change the world. Well, I take that back. Normal people change the world when they allow the extra normal to enter them when they do it through God. That's why God uses normal people. But if normal people keep flowing in the normal ways, they're not going to change the world. And then as I'm driving, I see a sign for a business that says normal hours. That's a problem. We don't we want to go back to normal hours. Normal hours are I'll talk to God Sunday morning. I'll talk to God every morning when I wake up, because normal hours are, wake up early so you can hang out with Jesus before you start your day, do your devotional time, but then live the rest of the day however you want to live it. That's normal hours. Don't go back to normal. Normal starts off with no, no, don't go back to normal. Don't have normal hours. I believe the sign said new normal hours. That doesn't even make sense to me because if they're new, they're not normal. But. We need to go to new hours, where we include God in every minute of every day. I know that seems dr- radical. I mean, because after all, when God said, "In all your ways acknowledge Him," he, was, he didn't really mean that, right? That's not really what He meant. He meant in all your normal hours, acknowledge Him. Or did He mean? Did He mean when God said, "In all your all your ways acknowledge Him," did He mean in the normal hours? Did He mean in the new normal hours, or did He just mean in all hours? All your ways acknowledge him. I'm telling you, it's exciting. It's amazing. And all you have to do is ask God to help you with that. Jesus, I don't want to be normal. I want to go beyond normal. I don't want to go back to normal. What are the what are they when the when the Israelites were for 400 years they cried out because they were enslaved. They were abused and and uh, their freedom was taken away. And for 400 years, these Israelites complained of their slavery for 400 years. And when they were set free and God took them out in the wilderness, you know what they wanted? They wanted to go back. For 400 years, they whined and complained, get me out of here. And then when God set them free, they wanted to go back. The very fact that I came up with two songs and a billboard to write this because I was out in the world. And I was acknowledging him in all our ways. If I didn't acknowledge him, I would have missed. They just would have been songs to me. They wouldn't have been Christian songs, so therefore I couldn't listen to them. It wasn't a billboard of a church. It wasn't a church sign, so therefore I'm not going to pay any attention to it. Mama say and Mama saw. (laughs) But if we learn to acknowledge him in all our ways, the things that he opens up to us, the world that he opens up to us, and God wants to use a situation to open up a whole new world. Just open your eyes Fantastic But seriously, that's what he wants to do He wants to open up a whole new world But he can't open up if we go back to the old world A whole Old world, right? It's a whole new world, not an old world That's why we can't go back to normal Because he has a whole new Adventure waiting for us A whole new set of dreams Or maybe the dreams that we had, he wants to reawaken them But we can't get that by going back to The old way. There's some things that we're going to repeat. We have to eat every day. We'll still have our favorite restaurants. we still have our favorite clothes and our favorite places to shop. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the way we do this thing with Jesus. And the way we do this thing with each other. Because God said the most important commandments in the Bible are love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbors yourself. And He said On those two pegs, on those two commandments, all the law and the prophets hang on those two hooks. Everything hangs on those two hooks. And that's what I'm suggesting, is that we continue on in this way. Don't go back the old way, but the new way when it comes to our relationship with Jesus and including Him in everything that we do. And the new way when it comes to our relationship with our friends. Not taking see we we don't take each other for granted anymore because we've been stuck in our homes for so long. Now we're ready to go out there, but we don't we, we do not forsake the gathering of yourselves. Do not forsake the barbecues and the, and hanging out with each other and 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 in real life. That's the new way that I'm talking about. I'm so glad that Henry Ford didn't want to go back to the carriage, and he created the automobile. I'm so glad that John T. Crapper didn't want to go back to the outhouse but he wanted to invent the toilet <laughs> that's right John T. Crapper invented the toilet now that's just that's just too hilarious it's just too good to be true in my opinion but I mean if you think about that an outhouse and someone has this idea we're going to bring it inside have you ever been in one have you ever been in one they call them honey pots I'm like why would you call that a honey pot <laughs> but they don't smell good and I imagine everyone was thinking, wait a minute, you're going to try to make a room in your house that you can use like the outhouse? That's going to smell up your old house? That's never going to work? The whole indoor plumbing concept? Dude, talk about a lot going against it as far as moving forward. But aren't you glad that John Tree Crapper didn't take everyone's crap and he moved forward <laughs> with the toilet? And That's where my recording ended for that day. And I hope you enjoyed our... <laughs> 20 minute road trip. I also need to correct something. First of all, his name wasn't John T. Crapper, it was actually Thomas Crapper, and he didn't invent the toilet, but I was close. Let me explain. The guy who did invent the toilet, his name was actually John Harrington which is why we call it the John. <laughs> However, and quite fitting to this episode, actually, the flushable toilet that John Harrington invented never caught on until hundreds of years later. Nobody would take John Harrington or his new thing that we all use every day seriously for hundreds of years. Not until 300 years later when the unconventional plumber for the elite, Thomas Crapper, came on the scene was it that people started to embrace the indoor toilet, the John, the crapper, whatever you want to call it. And now it's widely used around the world. I just hope it doesn't take us hundreds of years to embrace this new thing God is trying to create. Or maybe I should say reinvent. Because he already created this. He already invented this new thing a couple of times. When he made humans in the first place, Adam and Eve, what did he do? He just showed up with them and walked around in the garden with them. When he came to earth as Jesus, he grabbed 12 guys that nobody else would take seriously or pick. And, well, now, I think he's up to something. And I think he's trying to get us back to the plan that he invented in the first place. So, you want to be starting something? Because I think we gotta be starting something. In fact, I think it's already been started. Let's just take it seriously. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. D-Base.